Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Alex and Tina's Favorite Things. Welcome everyone to a special edition of Alex and Tina's Favorite Things, a podcast only edition and an inside scoop edition. Tina and I thought we'd share some stories with each other and you about the very unique experience that is dating in New York City. So dating in New York City is as incredible and fun and spontaneous and sex in the city-esque it can be. It can also be nightmarish because I feel like, and you know, I talk to people who date in California as well, but I feel like on these coasts, it's full of guys that just really don't want to grow up. Mm-hmm. Really don't want to grow up mixed with, you know, New York City and California. There's models, there's actresses, there's there's always someone cooler right around the corner. Yes. So it is the land of guys not wanting to grow up and not wanting to make a commitment because why would they? Because the why next would they? Day, because no, exactly. The next day they're going to meet a model at a club, and the next day after there's that, always something better. They're always holding out for something better, a better deal. As my dad used to say. Yes, always holding out. For a better deal. And also, I'd like to say, so I, yes, I am married now, happily married to my husband, Vinny, but I didn't <laughs> meet my husband. I moved to New York when I was 23. I met my husband at 29, and I just got married at 31, and I'm now 32. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of years of New York City dating behind me before I got married. Yes. And I am about to be 33 and single as a Pringle. So... <laughs> I've got quite a few. I mean, I don't have wild stories, but I've got some stories. But I've also, dated a few. You're still in the thick of it. You are I'm in, in it right now. It. You are dating. I mean, in the best way. You are doing it. Yes. You're out there. I you am. are dating. Yes, it's true. All right. Well, it's very to true. Make you feel better. Make you feel comfortable <laughs> for anything you're about to share. Um, okay. I'll start with my early years where I was in my life. Mm-hmm. I working at the Film Center Cafe, 44th and 9th, and I'm dating a guy who works at the Hard Rock Cafe in oh. in Times Square. And he, I'm not going to mention names. No names here, just stories. Right, no names. We're not trying right. to, you know, hurt anyone here, but just exactly. stories, no names. <laughs> um, so I meet him out at a bar. He's covered in tattoos, just like covered in tattoos, which you know I love. I immediately was yes. like, Excuse me. He yeah. <laughs> buys me a drink at the bar. Anyway, long story so- short, we start dating. We get off work at the same time, which is 2 a.m. We go out. We go dancing after that. We work near each other. Oh my God. Cut to, I find out he has been in prison. <gasps> Alex, no. <laughs> he has been to Rikers Island. No, that is the scariest one, I, in my opinion. It's like super Tina, spooky and haunted. It's the scariest one. And okay, he was 17. It was a non-violent crime, non-violent, mm-hmm. petty. Well, I guess it wasn't yes. petty because it was Rikers Island. But it was a non-violent <laughs> crime. He was underage and involved with something that was a lot bigger than him. And he ended up having a great music career after this and really getting his life together, okay? Amazing. So we continue dating. But I mean, wow. <sighs> He, I but, mean, yeah. full prison tattoos, prison stories. What? It was really, really something. Wow. And then cut to me. I'm like, all right, whatever. You're a good guy now. You're a great musician. Let's go salsa dancing. Like, it was <laughs> wild. It was wild. I sometimes wish that I would have known 23-year-old Alex, like, 
You were a wild woman. I was nuts. I and I, I love all it. the energy in the world. There was not a club I didn't love. There was not a night where I did not want to see the town until breakfast. What? I, oh, see, that's never been my mo oh, ever. I mean, it is truly not me now. I am in bed at ten and I am up at like six thirty and seven. Right. <laughs> but in my early twenties, I yeah. wanted to see everything. I wanted to do everything. I remember. I can't remember who I said this to, but I was really really drunk and not with my girlfriends and mm-hmm. they were complaining they wanted to go to sleep and they always tell the story that I was like you can sleep when you're dead oh my <laughs> god Alex like that oh that was my me god. but like that I was... did it and I have no regrets I have no regrets and I don't see I do, do have regrets I wish I would have I wish I would have partied way harder but when I was younger you're go- you're doing it now you're going out now I am but my body way. my 33 year old body cannot handle it because I'm partying like a 20 year old <laughs> in a 30 year old body <laughs> and it's just not the same but you know what at least I'm getting it out now at some point I'm going on dates it's really fun. I mean, I've had a few wild nights. Nothing like that 4 a.m., 5.30, seeing the sunrise. <laughs> but, like, my idea – so, like, one of the wild <laughs> – like the wildest nights I ever had. So I meet this guy on Bumble and while I'm, you know, talking to him on Bumble, um, he's like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching the Golden Girls because I watch the Golden Girls, you guys, every single night, every night, every single night. I love so does my friend I'm actually my friend right now wearing, it. I, it's the best. I'm right now wearing a Stay Golden t-shirt with all my gals on there. Okay, so I'm like, I'm uh, watching the Golden Girls. He's like, I heard there was a, a Golden Girls cafe up in uh, Inwood. Oh my gosh, I've been and there. It's so darling. It's called the the Rue Lou yes. Cafe. I, I, I used to live now. right. It's closed now, but it's way way far uptown. I used to live yes. right next to it, and it's the that's it was right the cutest place. Oh, it was darling. So apparently, it was it was Rue McClanahan's uh, her family started it and it was just a tribute to Rue and the Golden Girls. So you walk in and they have all these specialty cheesecakes because of course the girls love cheesecake and it's this beautiful little cafe. It was super cute. So he's like, um, you know, for our first date, why don't we go to Rue LaRue for coffee? And I was like, that is so darling. So we meet up at the Rue LaRue cafe um, and he had just moved back to the city and he was going to pursue his graduate degree. So like he, he was like, I'm, I'm still getting used to the city, like being back. I've been away for a long time. And so we're catching up. We're doing all this you know first date stuff and I am a person that like I'll talk to anybody (laughs) and there were these two gals um trying to decide what cheesecake to get and they came over and they were like what what did you guys order and I just struck up this conversation with these two women and I we find out that um it's this um this aunt and her niece coming to New York they do a girls trip every year they come to New York City they explore They've always loved the Golden Girls and they wanted to come to this iconic cafe. We like, and I'm starting to like have the best time with these two gals, but also really loving this stuff. Like the guy's into it too. Like he's talking to to these gals and next thing we know, all four of us are grabbing beers at the bar next door. Yeah. So the first date. So we're all grabbing beers at the bar next door. We all totally hit it off. We're like, so what are you up to the rest of the night? They're like, well, actually we're going to go to a drag show down at the Stonewall Inn, which if you've heard of the Stonewall Inn, any listeners out there, it's an iconic gay. I love the Stonewall Inn. Greenwich Village. And they're like, we're going to a drag show. And I turned to this date and I was like, you want to go to a drag show? So we all hop in a lift. 
And we go from Inwood all the way down to Greenwich Village. We show up at Stonewall Inn for this drag show. I somehow get entered into a competition <gasps> where I Tina, am up. Tina, I have vague memories of you telling me the story, but I cannot <laughs> wait to hear more because I cannot remember the details. Do you? Okay. So there was a, this, I somehow was entered into some competition. It, it gets fuzzy because I'd had a lot to drink. Um, I get up on stage and it's like, it's a dance competition. I don't, I'm not a dancer. A dancing competition or a, a strut your stuff or a runway or something i end up winning you guys i win <gasps> this competition they're like free drinks at the bar <laughs> so i'm like go and i get free drinks at the bar i hit it off with these uh gals like this guy and i hit it off like have a great time it's this epic night oh. um i'm like hesitant <laughs> i'm hesitant to share this part we might edit this part out later okay. <laughs> but when i'm at the bar i get hit on by a, a woman of course and we exchange numbers <laughs> <laughs> i I, nothing ever came of that, but I had a little moment with this woman at the bar. But like, it's that we, kind of night. It's that kind of night. So like, I made out with this gal, then I went back to my date. And, <laughs> night, and he had no my, idea. He had no idea. Oh, I'm not saying this to me. We were just, we were wild. Like it was a wild night. And, and the thing that, why there was not a second date, it's like, we got home at like three o'clock in the morning. We took a car. He was like, I definitely want to take you out again. I was like, that would be great. I would love that. And I was like, let's exchange phone numbers. Because we'd just been talking on Hinge. Or not Hinge, okay. Bumble. Bumble, okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, see, my texting doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I can only use the app. And Mm-mm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, big yeah. red flag. See ya. So I was like, really? So he, I think he messaged me one more time on the app. And I was like, yeah, so here's my phone number. Feel free to text me. And then he unmatched me. And we... <gasps> have not spoken since but we had this epic night but and I'm still night I'm still friends with the two gals from the ruler room No <laughs> we stay in touch on Facebook <laughs> Tina from the Golden Girls Cafe to the Stonewall at night that yes. is a dream New York City day and that is something that can only happen in New York City It exactly right and like it just was a it was just a, a day where I was really feeling free and I just went for all the things and it was very fun that is so epic and I'm obsessed with that story. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have a story that I was not feeling free. It's a thing oh, I was not feeling free about and you will soon know why. So, <laughs> okay. Another musician, surprise, surprise. But he, again, no names, but he is from London. He is a drummer in a band. And I, of course, obviously, he asked me on a date. I, of course, say, right. uh, of, yes, I, I will be there. We go on a few dates. It's awesome. It's fun. We're seeing music. We're doing these things. One night, the first night, we're at his apartment after hanging out. And I'm not going to say how I figured this out, but I'm just going to tell you that I I learned, I discovered that he had a foot fetish. <gasps> no. No. Okay, so what does that actually present itself as? Because I know what it looks like on television, it, but in real life, what happens? It really and like you know what? It's just <laughs> I don't even know how to describe. Let me I'll tell you later. Let's put it that way. I'll tell okay. you later. Okay. It just it presented itself. He and like look, I really give him props. He's married now. He was super upfront about it. He, he kind of like Amazing. when he once told me, he was super upfront like this is what. But I did not have the bandwidth at the moment to sit down and discuss sure. this because that is so far from anything I would ever in my life 
do. And so I really, I I just got out of there. Tina, I got (laughs) out of there. I bolted and I never returned. I never looked back. I got out of there, like a bat out of hell. I was out. I mean, I honestly don't know if I would especially in my 20s like if I would know how to handle that I'm like now I'm like thinking about because I'm like god the, the if I'm like is he a good guy is he nice but like he was like, a great guy but maybe I give him a shot and here's the thing if that is what you're into you should totally no you should judgment. totally go for it absolutely none no judgment it's, it's not just, my jam no but here's the thing it's like but when the two thing when some when it's like you got to match up with the person that's into the same kind of stuff right you know and that was just an example of oh god i'm not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready and also i was 24 oh, and i was like god. i got to get out of here i got to get out of here not cuz i felt unsafe cuz i truly did not know what to say i did not right. have the tools to have that conversation oh, i i don't know what i said if i was like oh god i feel sick or like i got to get up early or i don't know what <laughs> but it was probably the most awkward exit of all time and i bolted oh, and never man. came back it was oh. really something. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of ghosted him a little I, bit. Did you ghost oh, him? Oh, I totally ghosted him. Because again, it's, 24. Didn't right. have the tools. I'm not proud. I hope I would like to think later on I could have had a lovely conversation with him about exactly. why this might not work. But I didn't right. have that then. I really I know. not. I was not at my best. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. I have most certainly not had the bandwidth to deal with things and I just sort of like I don't know if you watch New Girl but but one of the characters in uh, New Girl when he gets nervous he just moonwalks out of the situation and like that's how I feel I just like kind of moonwalk out of the situation I'm like I don't know how to I don't know how I don't know how to end this (laughs) oh yeah but now now I have a lot of tools in this tool belt and now I'm like Nope, I'm super clear about what I want when I want it. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to say it right right away. And here's why. I don't believe in ghosting. But I mean, see, you listen, are dating dated... as a full adult, a fully formed <sighs> adult woman with your own apartment, your great career. Like, you are having a very adult dating experience at the time. It's at this brutal, moment. Alex. It is brutal. I've dated so many ghosts. <sighs> so many ghosts. God. Um, it's insane. So I there was, this, there was an instance last year where I went on, I did something crazy and I was like, I had two dates with two two different people in the same week. And I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Like I'm playing the field. And I'd been set up by two people, two separate friend groups had set me up and I went on this first date and it was a hit. And the guy was just like head over heels and smitten and planning our next date. And he just couldn't believe where had I been and where this is amazing. And what a connection. And and I'm going to follow up and set our next date. We had a date planned. It was like a Thursday night. We planned our next date for like a Tuesday. Meanwhile, or no, our it was like a Tuesday night date. And then we planned our date for the following Tuesday. Meanwhile, on like the Thursday, I go on this date with another guy that, sets, that I get set up with. And he's like, where have you been? You're amazing. Oh my gosh. You're, I can't wait for a second date. I'm going to plan our second date. This is so great. I was like, how am I going to juggle these two dates? Oh my God. Everybody wants a second date. This is so exciting. Okay. Well, bachelor number one. <laughs> 
We never make it to our second date that was on the calendar, scheduled, restaurant reservations made, Ugh. date set. Well, the why? Like, what, what was his explanation for this? Okay, so the weekend happened, and I didn't hear from him. And I was like, that's a little weird. Text me um, the day before the date. He's like, Tina, I have to cancel our date. Over the weekend, I got back together with my ex. No! No! <laughs> and I was like, uh. okay, okay, thanks for telling me like wait what okay because tuesday i was the best thing you'd ever experienced and now you got that okay cool then the other guy just ghosted ghosted just uh, absolutely just disappeared and how into old, thin air how old is the ghoster the ghoster old enough to know better i think they had just both of them were like had just been 30 or just turned okay. 30 yeah not, early 30 not okay not acceptable no no Ugh. no but i i have a tendency now we're really getting into it but i have a tendency yeah. to go for the guys that really that can't commit i am a, mm -hmm. i go for avoidant attachment styles um mm -hmm. and so many guys i've gotten to a point where the first few dates they're like this is amazing you're so great i want to take you on another date and then they're like whoa 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 slow down i don't want any sort of like i don't want to commit to a second date well tina <laughs> this isn't like something that's your fault first of all it is it runs rampant in new york city it's this just type of guy that is yes. all over the place. And we're around creative people. And so I think that it might be a little bit of like a stereotypical creative, like 30 something late twenties, mm -hmm. New York city guy. Um, but I mean, you remember I had the ultimate and painful example of this oh, when we yes. were roommates I remember and this I had the worst breakup the worst breakup that I have – there have been worse breakups, but it was the worst breakup I have had because there were just so many – just so many – it just had – it just – the waves of it just ran. Like, it oh, just affected it everything. It was brutal. So, basically, yes, as we've established, I've always had to thank the musicians, but I finally married a nice, responsible one that wants to have a savings <laughs> account and a job and a yes. family. And oh, this we one – We love Vinny. We love Vinny. This one, I will not mention names. Um, not the same thing. So basically, he was really into moving in. Like, was like, let's move in, you know, in October. We're going to get our own apartment. Let's really do this. We're, we're like planning our life together. And then all of a sudden, when I am already off my lease, when I have already started looking for apartments, he says he doesn't know if he can make that many life changes. That's oh. when he drops it to me. So... So meanwhile, the what happens is, is that I all of a sudden have no boyfriend, no apartment. My agent at the time had just dropped me, um, which also he was such an asshole. So I look back on that and Ugh. I'm so happy about it. But at the time, right. at the time, it was at, when it rains, it pours. It was awful. I didn't have a lot of jobs lined up. So I was in the city. I was like, OK, cool. I have no boyfriend, no job, no place to live. It was brutal. It was brutal. I remember it this. It was awful. Unbelievable. But thank God. Because right. what would have happened is I would have moved in with him, figured it out when we were already living together Ugh. for a year that it wasn't the right one. And then who knows when I would have started dating Vinny. You know what I mean? It kind of just. Exactly. He showed his true colors right in the nick of time. I mean, it was a nightmare of a time, but it was right mm -hmm. in the nick of time. Well, and that's something I think about getting older and dating and, and experiencing these things. You start to see the red flags sooner yeah. and start listening to people when they tell you who they are. Believe them. Yeah. Um, 
I'm realizing, like, I used to invest a lot of time into into people's potential, into Ugh. guys' potential, and I realized, like, that's that is not the way to date. No. So I've realized now, like, oh no, if this is something, I'm not gonna try and change anyone. I'm not gonna date anyone's potential. Um, I'm thinking about this one guy that I dated for like four months, like not a long time, but like four months, like, uh-huh. like we were going out and mm-hmm. hanging out, and he was so afraid of commitment and so could not commit to anything. Ugh. He, we were at uh, an event and someone said, now, how do you guys know each other? And it should have been like very clear. He was like, oh, well, this is, this is my, um, my pancake partner. Alex, I was introduced to someone as a pancake partner. No. Now, uh-huh. Yeah. It had been, now where did pancake partner come from? It was, it was sort of an inside joke where like a few weeks prior, we I it had come up before because I was introduced as, oh, this is, this is my good friend. This is my good friend. And I was like. We've been dating for like four months. Like I, I like should like let's have a, let's have a conversation maybe. And I was like, so where what's going on with that? And he's and I was like, can we come up with like a a name or something? And and so we were like joking about back and forth like potential pet names kind of thing. I don't. This sounds so corny, but pancake part. It was a joke. Like it was a joke sure. thing. And in the moment, and I was like, joke. Not not an official. It was in title. the moment. No, I never in my wildest thought I would be introduced as a pancake partner. I don't even know what that means. So brutal. I don't know what that means. And it's then making me, like, it's making my stomach kind of hurt, actually. Oh, it makes my heart just <laughs> sink to the bottom of my body. I mean, he also made the the comment. He was like, I will not let anyone know that I'm dating anyone till the day of my wedding and not a day sooner. Great. And I Good was luck like, with that. Good luck with that. I literally was like, have a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. Good night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pancake partner. That Thanks. one really got me good. Oh, that is just so cool. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, you know, it's so hard though, too, because I was in a, a position where I, I was thinking years back, okay, dating creative guys obviously is not working, you know, because, because we're, right. we're a type that is, you know, there's a lot of women who just want to like go from job to job to job and don't want to get married and have kids in our, mm-hmm. in our business. Right. And I am kind of the type of like, I always want a creative job. I always want spontaneity. I want to live in a city, but also would love to have a family and a savings account. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So that's hard. So I thought to myself, okay, maybe I'm going to get on an app because I don't meet anyone with a job. Right. With a nine to five. And by a job. (laughs) In your field. (laughs) In my field. By a job, I mean like a classic nine to five with benefits or like a nine to nine, which is what it is in New York City, a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Whatever it is. And so I really, I I was on some apps and I, just to test the waters, and I dated um, some people in finance. I dated like three different doctors. I went so far from my normal type just, Mm -hmm. just to check it out. And I couldn't do it. There was just, there was just a point where the, the conversation just didn't go anywhere. It just never worked out. I didn't feel right personality wise and, and, and that there was just enough to talk about. Well, it's hard. There's I not, tried. Yeah, you don't have any, a lot to connect on. There was no, there was really, really not a lot to connect on. And I tried right. and none of them worked out. It was a really interesting experience and I'm glad I did it. But yeah, I just, I circled 
circled right back around to a musician actor. Yeah. But who has his shit together and also wants the same things that you want and has a plan. That's the difference. That's the difference. My big thing is like, it's, it's plastered huge on my vision board is you have a plan. Like I have my shit together. I have my life together. If you can't meet me and like, I want to, I want to have a goal for God's sake. Like, let's, let's accelerate and let's like go forth together. But like these guys where I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, it's I can't the land work of never here. growing up. Guys don't have to yeah. grow up, you know, because of kind of what we talked about at the beginning. There's always something better. There's always going to be a 22-year-old moving, a 22-year-old girl moving to mm-hmm. the city that thinks the guy with the bass is hot. The guy with the guitar is hot. Even if now, you don't I have a Now, like, I don't want the whole episode to be about guy bashing. Like, no, not totally it's not. It's we not. Love, we're totally we not. We love men. I was recently taken on one of the best dates. I was treated so well. It, it was a... The best first date I've ever had. Um, I was treated like an absolute queen. And this person, this guy, had his total shit together. And, like, there is hope for us yet. Mm-hmm. For us single gals out here. I'm so happy. And I'm also, I love living vicariously through you. So you just, you're going to have to keep us updated on your dating life as we go. I. Because we all want to I'm living, I'm living vicariously through you. Because I'm like, I would love to be settled and married and just <laughs> done with the whole thing. <laughs> But no, I do realize it's an adventure and I'm trying to enjoy as yeah. it comes and enjoy the adventure and the and the fun of dating because I just didn't really do it in my 20s. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to date and it's going to be fun and I'm yeah. having a blast. Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah, you just need to keep having fun. And you right. need to remember, I feel like, I mean, we're here telling you guys the good, bad and the ugly, but... I, I will say dating in New York City, it, it's pretty special just because you can be pretty spontaneous and you can meet people from truly all walks of life. So I think you just yes. need to just enjoy that, have a ball, and let us know all the details. Yes. And I think you should email us the details. If anyone has any great dating stories out there, I would love to hear some great dating stories. Yeah, tell Tina. She wants to know. Great. I want to know great, like crazy breakup stories or crazy first dates or awesome romances that you might have had. Send us an email at alexandtinasfavoritethings at gmail.com. I want to know. I want to know what people, what people have. We totally do. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening to our special edition episode and we will see you next week. Yes. And um, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. And then we'll see you every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, at Alex and Tina's Favorite Things on Instagram. And then our, our podcasts are released every Wednesday. All right, Alex. Have a good one. You too. Bye, Tina. Bye. Don't forget to like, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out the live show on Instagram at Alex and Tina's Favorite Things on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Hosted on dimlywit.com.